live from the home office of Ag Solutions Network, it's the Ag Emerge Podcast. We're here to move the ag paradigm forward by helping you regenerate your soils using new ideas, research, and emerging technologies. Get ready to improve your soils, your crops, your livestock, and your family's livelihood. I'm Kim Sheese. And I'm Monty Bottoms. And we're your hosts. Thanks for joining us. Well, hello, and welcome to our first podcast. Today, Monty and I will be discussing Ag Emerge, the event, uh, the community that followed, and what it means to the future of agriculture. We're focused on moving the ag paradigm forward, helping folks uh, regenerate their soils while using new ideas, research, and emerging technologies. So, hi, Monty. It's good to be together today talking about these ideas. Thank you, Kim. It's great to be a part of this first podcast. Thank you. We're excited, and I think it's a great uh, start just to uh, uh, let people know why I emerged. Why was this event such a passion for you? Well, it kind of developed over many years. We, I've been to several conferences, uh, you know, and many times you'll go for two to three days and you get maybe one little nugget out of there and you, and you just wonder to yourself, is that worth it? So one part was we just needed better content, better information in the conference space that could apply and help facilitate change. So that was, that was one element going on out there. The second thing I saw is there's a lot of uh, ag tech entrepreneurs that are in uh, looking at improving incremental improvements in our current ag production paradigm. Can we get a few more bushels? Can we get a few more pounds, a few more tons, just doing what we've always done? Instead of looking at doing things differently, all the ag tech entrepreneurs are just, how can we apply it more efficiently? How can we use a more efficient rate? How can we time it more efficiently? And those kind of things. So it was more of a uh, just just incremental improvements. Not that that isn't important, but they're making great progress, but maybe we're aiming at the wrong target. So we need to take and educate those entrepreneurs and have them aim at the right target and get connected with them so that they can provide the products and future services that we're going to need as farmers and that we need as a company to bring to the farmers that we lead in order to help get to the correct goal. So we're really squeezing that gap between entrepreneur and uh, farmer, letting them communicate with one another a lot more closely. Correct. And we, we had some of that this year at the Ag Emerge Conference, and I expect that will continue to grow as entrepreneurs become more and more aware of the need to move to regenerative ag platform uh, and, and paradigm of production versus the sustainable or our current thinking in the, in the production paradigm. So that's, that's definitely one key element. And, and a third element is, is we want to bring um, great thinkers and, and that can really focus their message down to that tight 17 minute window that we give them to really get to the heart of why they're doing what they're doing then followed at the event by the one-hour session where they can get into the details of what they're doing and how they do it and those kind of things. So it was what started off as, a, as an event, um, 
it has is growing, right? So Ag Emerge is more than just a, a two-day thing that we did in Monterey this year and another you know two-day thing that we'll do again next year. Um, the interactions, uh, the, the, the magic of Ag Emerge, really, even though we had great speakers, even though we had great entrepreneurs, and even though we had great farmers there, it wasn't the individual three elements that made it a success. I thought the most magic happened on the breaks, on the meals, and on our time where people could interact and collaborate together. Um, and, and that's what we saw was, you know, when you see something, you run with it, right? Mm -hmm. and, yes. and we really saw that that collaboration and engagement was probably the most valuable thing out there. So the thought leaders got us thinking, the entrepreneurs trying to figure out how to make this work. The farmers are like, I can do this. And so then it becomes, wait a minute. We knew that it was more than just an event, but we knew we needed to do more. And that's what this podcast is, is about. And that's what the Ag Emerge community is about. Because we want to have more than just a 48-hour moment once a year. We want to have active engagement and acceleration of ideas every day of the year. I think that that's what's exciting about this whole um, soil health movement and everything that's going on in regenerative ag and um, the types of technologies that are being developed is that there's such an urgency and want to collaborate mm -hmm. that people are sharing ideas that that podcasts are existing for all the different ways that people have tried it. And the most exciting thing is that people are sharing their failures as much as their successes. So not just look how good I did, but look how bad I messed up and figured out something in the meanwhile. Well, failures are definite learning opportunities, right? Um, it, uh, some people call it tuition to dumb something university. But uh, honestly, I remember failures I've made so well, and I remember why that failed. So it, it really causes me to look at doing it right, you know, the next time and iterating. So as farmers, uh, we've, we've built things that fail. We've, we've planted crops that fail. Entrepreneurs have had businesses that fail. You know, thought leaders have, have gone down a path and they've failed, but they all, we all learn from our mistakes. And I think that's a, a good point that you bring up there, Kim, as far as yeah, failures are, are one, one element but if we can share that failure within the community and, and, and be able to feed off of each other and, and get feedback of, hey, maybe you should have tried this instead of that. And I think there's a real value that we can create in a community learning from each other. And uh, even though there are failures, we want to minimize them. No sense in failing 10 different ways in 10 different, or the same way in 10 different places. Mm -hmm. We can really work together to share those uh, experiences so that we can help each other not have to hit every bump in the road. We can point out a few of the potholes right. ahead of time. And so can you talk a little bit about um, what you think with all of this information that's out there, how do we weed through it? How, how do we discern what is a path we need to look at and what isn't? Is that something Ag Emerge is trying to do? It is, and I'm glad you asked about that, Kim, because it's critical that terms over time uh, seem to lose their definition. When Sustainable first came out, 
or conservation. Let's back up a step to conservation. When it first came out, conservation had a would have looked closer to re, today's term regenerative than what it does today. Conservation today is just doing conventional a little bit better. Then sustainable came out. And sustainable was a term that would be would mirror closer to what regenerative does today. But over time, it has gotten watered down or people have uh, essentially hijacked the term for their own marketing purposes or their own um, motivations. And then you look at the next term that really came out was restore or restorative practices, which at one time had a significantly better um, meaning than what it does today. And the term today is regenerative, but history repeats itself. So it's only a matter of time before regenerative gets watered down. And I'm starting to see a little bit of it on the edges as uh, big companies come in and, and try to say, oh, well, we have this, uh, you know, biological product as part of a regenerative uh, program, you know, and, and you, you need to do that in addition to all of our, you know, large amounts of NPK that you apply. And it's not a product. Okay, it, it, it's not a, it's not even a program. It's really a concept. It, it, it's a concept of making the land better than what it was yesterday, and really, it's never ending. So we'll have to be careful on the terminology to make sure it doesn't get hijacked mm -hmm. and, and used for for people's purposes. And I think Ag Emerge and bringing the thought leaders, entrepreneurs, farmers together to really focus on the, not necessarily the term, but the results of the concept. And it'll change over time as we, we know more today than we did yesterday. And it will continue to change to know what the best management practices are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, what we think's best today may not be best tomorrow. Uh, for example, here at our uh, office here in, in Moline, I I'm, look to my left here, and right across the railroad tracks is the former uh, John Deere plow factory. And in 1848, when John Deere moved from Grand Detour, Illinois, to Moline, Illinois, to have more power and coal access and better trading and all those reasons he moved here to Moline was... Uh, I mean, better transportation for, for trading around the world. Um, the things that drove that was because the steel plow, the self-scouring plow, was the best technology at that moment in time to help produce great crops. And at that time, we were turning over prairie soils that had 8% organic matter um, and, and those kind of things. Now, today, I farm some of those same soils that would have been you know, turned over uh, with a John Deere self-scouring plow that range in organic matter when I started farming them from 0.8% to maybe a high of 3%. Now, we realize that we need to change that. Uh, the natural system that was in place that was supporting these eight to even 11% organic matter soils can happen again if we mimic nature and if we stick to the principles that we discussed there you know, in Monterey we focus on those principles, we'll be able to regenerate the soil back to uh, 
as close to natural state as possible. So today I'm happy that we've we significantly improved organic matter on our own farm in the last, uh, especially in the last five years, but over the 25 years I've been farming with my dad, about 2%. So uh, it was slower, you know, years ago. Now today it's faster because we understand cover crops and integrating livestock and no-till and keeping this, the uh, soil covered. All those principles work. And we just have to uh, teach people the principles and we have to provide the, the team leadership with the farmer to help him create and adopt those principles in his own context. But Ag Emerge is there to paint the picture of the principles uh, and really keep moving our production paradigm forward. Regenerative is the term today. It'll be a different term in 10 years, but the principles will remain and adopting a change requires leadership and support to make it happen. Excellent. So we're really, uh, really just trying to be out in front of uh, all of the, the information that's coming in so that we can help to process it and then, and then lead folks and, and help support them in, the, in their roles. And mm -hmm. uh, when you talk about this, you get pretty excited. Is it fun? Oh, it's a blast. I, I enjoy it because when you're doing the right thing, it just always feels good. And, and, and I know we had some of my team where, uh, for example, regenerative ag um, uh, leader, Gabe Brown, he has gotten to on his farm where he doesn't use any fertilizer. Well, Ag Solutions Network, we're not a conventional fertilizer company, but we're a bio-nutrient-based fertilizer company. And uh, we had team members that were concerned, hey, uh, you're creating an event that's going to work you out of business. Aren't you worried about that? I'm like, oh, no, I'm not, because we're part of that process, right? So we're going to help them move from their conventional point today, you know, start working with us in order to uh, basically come off of the soil, come off of the addiction of high rates of fertilizer and, and getting to more sustainable levels. There's that word that's gotten hijacked, uh, sustainable levels of fertilizer uh, to where we can get to less and less inputs and have the natural system take over. Now there's some crops that it's just almond trees. Okay. We're not going to be running a herd of cattle through an almond orchard. Right? right. So, but there's several things we can do to dramatically reduce inputs in almond orchards, to dramatically improve plant health, to grow cover crops in those uh, soils, to keep the soil covered. We can adopt as many of those principles and practices as possible, but we're, we probably won't get to an input-free system. But Gabe, when he started in 1994, his goal wasn't to get to an input-free system. His goal was to not go broke and to make a better opportunity for his family through focusing on the soil. We're going to do that same thing. And if you can get to zero inputs, great. We've helped you get there. You know, it's going to take a period of time to do that. Or we'll help you get to it as least possible. So it is in everyone's best interest when you do the right thing. And that's what makes it so exciting. I think one of the things that you kind of bring to the forefront is that it, it's not just uh, exciting for, for farmers and for farm families, but it's exciting for everyone because we've brought in ideas from the consumer side of 
what consumers are looking for and how they're trying to um, build the health of their family and those type of things. So there really is that connection and we're really getting the farmer closer to the people that he's marketing to. And um, we feel like, or I'm asking, I guess, do you feel like that's an important step and, um, and what does that mean and look like? Well, that's another uh, point that we're trying to get across at Ag Emerge uh, is that too often we've been conditioned from uh, large corporate interest in agriculture to grow a crop and expect somebody's just going to buy it. So in the commodity crops and those kind of things, and even some of our specialty crops where we might have contracts, you know, we're still just growing it and hoping or expecting somebody to buy our crop. I think we need to take a harder look at how we market our crops and have it pre-sold or have a destination for it with a reasonable margin in whatever we grow because we're not a cotton farmer. We're not an almond farmer. We're not a corn farmer. We're not a produce farmer. Okay, We're farmers. And, and we're a farmer who happens to grow romaine, or a farmer that happens to grow pistachios, or a farmer that happens to grow corn or wheat or barley or those kind of things. So we need to realize how we identify ourselves, and then we need to take the responsibility for selling what we produce. We just can't expect somebody to, to take it. And if we do, uh, it's tradition or um, history shows us that the amount of money we make is not great. Most commodity crops, uh, when you look at it historically, are break-even over the last 40, 50 years. Why do we want to do that, right? So let's do, let's think different about how we sell it, not only in how we produce it, but on how we, we sell it to uh, the consumer, and the consumer wants something better. They want something differentiated. We need to talk to who is eating, who is wearing, you know, who is using the products that we produce, how they use them, and cut out all this middleman nonsense. Why are we okay with accepting 8 to 11% of the total dollars that are spent on food? Why? Let's do something different, take back what we've given away over time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I look at my grandparents uh, on both sides of my family, my mom's side they had a thousand laying hens that they, they shipped eggs to a hatchery in the neighboring town. They had milk cows, they had beef cows, swine, um, they had broilers, horses, you know, all that diversity going on with multiple revenue streams. And my dad just said to me yesterday, he says, farming used to be the way you made money, it went out in four legs. You know, well, chickens would be two legs, but you know, he said that that's how, that's what we sold. We sold four legs. We didn't sell grain off the farm. Everything we grew was to, to grow livestock that we, we sold typically. Then um, on my dad's side of the family, they had a dairy. You know, they had a, a dairy and they had uh, beef cattle. They had um, vegetables. So I grew watermelon, cantaloupe, um, and, and several other things, a sweet corn. My great granddad used to still go uh, to sell uh, produce, watermelon and sweet corn, on the corner when he was in his 80s and that's just what you did mm -hmm. and you know so he was getting it direct to the consumer so I think there's a we've we've traded um, ease and convenience um, for 
no profit. And we need to help think different again and, and bring that back to we're the only industry that I'm aware of that produces a product and expects somebody else to buy it without producing a product that the customer wants. Very good. Well, as people sit and listen to uh, what we're talking about today, um, how can they get involved? What they say, yeah, this is something that interests me. I'm either a farmer, I'm a consumer. Uh, I want to get engaged in this process. I want to be part of the solution. What do I do? Well, there's several ways to, to plug in to the conversation. One is uh, we'll continue to do these podcasts. I encourage you to subscribe to that. The other thing we'll do is um, we have a community on our webpage of agemerge.com. There's a community that you'll be able to join and uh, be able to access all of the videos and, and posts and interaction that we're going to have on that website. Uh, obviously, mark your calendar for next year in Monterey. Don't miss out January 7th through 9th. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we've got some speakers lined up that are going to blow your mind already. We, we've got over half of our speaker slots committed because of this year's success, so you definitely don't want to miss out on that. And in the future, I really think we're going to have simulcast. We're going to have regional events and, and those kind of things as we uh, continue to produce a product that a person wants to have, right? So we're not just going to create something and expect somebody to uh, buy it or pay for it. We want to, we want to create this to what you want. So give us your feedback, let us know, and always, you know, we're on every social media platform, or at least the majors, and follow us on there, Aggie Merge, you can search and find us. But uh, we really want to facilitate interaction, because uh, the problem with the podcast is you're listening to it right now, and that's it. So you're, you're, you're absorbing. We need you a part of the conversation. So get on to social media to do some feedback, get onto our website. Uh, and look at those kind of things to where you will interact and share your ideas so that we can all become better. That sounds great. Anything we missed, Bonnie? I don't think so, Kim. This has been a lot of fun. I appreciate uh, putting this all together and, and thank you for your leadership on, on all this that you do and making this all, all work on all the uh, gears mesh on the back end here. Well, that sounds great. I was glad to do it. And of course, it's a, something that I'm passionate about. So um, it's exciting to be part of a movement that uh, that's really, really making a difference. So thanks so much. Hope you all have a great day. Thanks for joining us. And we'll look forward to having you back at our next uh, podcast. So take care. Bye.